See, I have, well, I'll just wait till we start recording because I have my own ideas for that. And funny as you say that, welcome back to the Giant Kaiser of a Robot Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect timing. <laughs> yep. And that's what I normally do. Now, <laughs> you are now the second victim. Oh, well played, sir. Well played. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, or people, we're like here on Giant Cartoon Robot. We're trying to be more. We we're not trying. We always are inclusive, but we're trying. We're me specifically. I slip and say, ladies and gentlemen, I like to say welcome. And right there is our new co-host to the GCR, Benita Lavari. Hello. Like you literally thought he was down the podcast until I start coming around. I was like, no, I need, I need that, I need the voice back. I need to be back. Well, it's good to be back. Yes, like you, you literally are John Wick. I guess I'm back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not as angry. Nobody has killed my dog slash cat. No, yeah. I, I, I'll help you out. I'll be like, I will be. Your Lawrence Fishburne and John Wick. Like, what you need? I got guns. <laughs> in my I got case, pigeons. I, I got guns. <laughs> I got swords and a cat myself. Let's go. <laughs> I got a whole network. Let's do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as always, you can listen to the job. I always normally we should be doing this at the end of the episode, but I don't care. If you're listening to this now, thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can catch us here on Spotify or soundcloud coming soon the apple podcast the stitcher as soon as we figure out why apple podcast will let us post we know we curse it's just like come on can't help it you have joe rogan on y'all shit i mean come on you can have us on there no shade slips out no shade but i'm just saying i'm just saying white privilege um (laughs) let's make cursing normal yeah you know, it's I, fine. Even though our topic is Dragon Age, as you heard when we started the episode. Which, I, have, I mean, those games have caused a lot of cursing for me personally, so. True. Just fits. I need to watch that Nicolas Cage history of curse words. Oh, shoot. I totally forgot about that. Did that release? It's already out. Ah, uh, I watched that. Was it the end of 2020 or whatever? Here's, documentary that was pretty funny just a, like a whole recap of 2020 and you were like oh yeah I forgot about that I'm, I, it's probably because I'm getting older I'm now tired of people who's treating 2020 and then like the new year is going to be like it's, like no we the shit rolls over we're, every year we're still in a deadly pandemic it's not going to be normal again until mi- at minimum at minimum mid 2021 like minimum mm, the last fucking the last giant plague we had lasted a year so over a year but for but, me i was saying like for some reason as soon as trump came into office hell even at the tail end of obama's run this shit has been rolling up higher like we're literally with a skyscraper size shit pile 
Like, yeah. Think about it. I was like that shooting at the Miami nightclub of those um, people that was that was horrifically murdered for just being themselves. Yeah. And then high school shooting started. Like it was more and more piling it up. Then Trump coming to fucking office, and then all this shit is piling up, piling up, and then we hit twenty twenty. I'm I'm literally probably the only person who's like, you literally forgot twenty nineteen. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not... No, I think it's... the exception. Yeah. Trump was definitely, like, the... Well, it's funny, because he, like, lifted the blinders off some people, and then firmly put blinders on other people. But, yeah, it's, like, basically ever since 2016, like, it just feels like we've been paying more attention to, to everything, because even with Obama, like, we weren't fully... It, we were all sort of in the, you know, same old, same old, like, oh, whatever, this is how our country is, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, like, yada, yada. And then, like, Trump gets into power and we're all, oh, this is not normal. And then it's like each year gets worse and we're like, this is really not normal. So it's like now sort of we're just recognizing a lot more of the bullshit and that, you know, we can stop the bullshit i guess or do what we can to stop the bullshit and just hold people accountable for their bullshit (laughs) so far the only world that we can lose ourselves in is dragon age um i think it's appropriate to talk about before we get into like the really sweaty stuff that gets us like like oh, sweaty is a term for nerd where something we express like you'll hear us say well me specifically and Christian who I taught him the word this is from the late great John Schnepp um, sweaty is a term with something that you nerd is an over encompassing thing sweaty is something that you know specifically maybe more than the other person or you have a group of people who know it just as much as you do or a little bit even more so you all are sweaties like you literally on the Comic Con floor, be sweaty, but you hit a booth that I... has have a specific thing that you wanted, and you are like sweat drenched because you trucking through. You got the heavy ass backpack, and you found mm-hmm. the holy grail of what you want, and you like, oh my god, I got it! Mm-hmm. Boom, that is a sweaty. I... You are a sweaty. I I understand where you're coming from with that, but I hate that term. I need to put that. Mm. So she was I don't care this. for it, but you do you, bro. Mm. All right, if you want to be sweaty, be sweaty. <laughs> R.I.P. Josh Schnepp. Um, <laughs> but, but I guess for Dragon Age, to we'll... use your term, yes, I'm pretty sweaty for Dragon Age. Sweaty. See, you saying it sweaty. Like sweaty balls. Yeah, I'm I'm going more SNL. Yeah, like sweaty balls. I can do yeah. the voice, but since we're so giddy, I can't do the voice because I will start laughing. I can do that. Can that try and that dried start whip. talking. And I guess start, I can't even remember, but these are my sweaty balls. Like I have to be, like, I have to be close up to the mic and be like, "Hello, these, ladies, hello, ladies these, and gentlemen. This is my chocolate sweaty balls." Um, these sweaty balls are really nice and salty. It, it tastes real good in your mouth. It's not too big, <laughs> not too small. It's just just perfect. 
for any size mouth. It, these sweaty balls have a really good mouthfeel when you put them in your mouth. It's just, you know, they're just very nice and soft and round. And moist. Very moist. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's just we're gonna move on from this. I'm already uncomfortable. So, oh. so uh, pivot back to Dragon Age. Oh my goodness. And this is your first episode listening to uh, John Contra Robot. Welcome. Because <laughs> we do this all the we time. We are all over the place. We just definitely all full over. heads up. I, I literally, the first year, I was like, we're not, I'm not treating this as nerds against the world. Then all through 2020, I started treating it like nerds against the world. Fuck it, we're going all in. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's why do what makes you happy i was like i'm bringing you back i was like but i can actually i can say this now for openly depending on the topic it'll be the whole like this would we'll be we'll be talking about dragon age through the whole episode but there will be like slice of life like slice of life episodes where we're just talking about what's going on and then we'll maybe have a big topic depending on what news story at the end and then we and we'll wrap it up like, yeah. Why do a whole episode on news? Like a whole podcast on like there's other podcasters that do that shit. Fuck them. You you're here with us people. Like you got that SNL diatribe that we just did right now. Yeah. Once again. Moist. <laughs> oh no. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I Don't say that word. I know I didn't uh. those buttons. <laughs> <sighs> It's okay. I know you're you're a moist nerd. Very. I'm sorry. What was it? Was it moist or sweaty? I'm sorry. I totally forgot. So anyway, back in. If you guys have uh, been living under a rock or some red lyrium, uh, there's a new Dragon Age game coming out. Yes. Now, one thing they need to do, I right off the bat, Bioware needs to specifically say this is for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Because I mean, I think that's a foregone conclusion because I think it's still very much like even though it's been like Dragon Age three released in oh fuck, what was it, twenty fourteen? I think. I want to say twenty seventeen. No. That was before that. Um. Oh my god, now I have to pull this because I'm like, when? I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, you was right, 2014. Okay. okay. Um. Like, so it's been, it's been a minute. They've had some time to develop this. But. But they stopped. Obviously with some certain background, uh shenanigans <coughs> um oh, oh you God. know things <laughs> got to you I, whew, sorry i need should clear my throat drink some water here um but um you know lord knows they could have scrapped what they were originally planning or even maybe had things pushed aside and they were forced to work on other projects that turned out not so great Regardless, with everything they've shown us so far, I still think very much in early development stages. So I don't 
the Dragon Age game at least two years. Yeah, um, and uh, hopefully it's in two years because I'm like, that gives me time to try to get a PS5 or an Xbox by that point. Uh, yeah, you know, I think by then <laughs> it's going to be much easier and less, you know, um, injuries when trying to get one. Because I'm like, I have not played a Dragon Age game that was like on the previous con- uh, generation. And I'm, I'm kind of glad, like, there was, when Inquisition came out, the PS3 was still going. But the PS4 was also out by that point already. So I was like, fuck, no, I'm playing Inquisition on the PS4. Yeah. I was like, no. I was like, I know it's going to be a downgraded copy on the PS3. So I'm like, so I was thinking, like, don't pull a CD Pro. I And it's kind of, I hate we pulling this back, but it's kind of good that Bioware gets to see everything that's going on currently. They were probably thinking, like, that's probably where they stopped production on what it was originally was going to be the sequel dragon age they still kept the story because we know solace is still the villain mm-hmm. but it's probably like let's not put it on current gens like they probably had the mental foresight like no let's, yeah let's do let's make this a next gen title well and it's also kind of like a lot like uh inquisition itself because the whole premise for inquisition or at least part of the main story for inquisition was supposed to be dragon age 2 mm-hmm uh dlc and then of course dragon age 2 wasn't the rip roaring success they had been hoping for yeah um, so then they just sort of mushed it all together to bring us that yeah. lovely little bit of content um so hopefully i'm just like i'm just hoping ea doesn't like Fuck this up. Yeah, um, please don't. Because <laughs> it's... I mean, literally, this is like... <sighs> they are up to bat, and this is going to be strike three. Because, like, Andromeda and um, Anthem, both huge misses. Mm-hmm. Um, so they... Just they absolutely have everything writing on this game. <laughs> uh, but they lost Mark Dura, they lost Mike Laylaw, they lost Casey Hudson. Yes, there's people who worked on Origins, Inquisition, Dragon Age Two, and Inquisition, and Awakening. But I'm like, your core yeah. people who was on it, who were your game directors, and who created this world, they're gone. Y'all are y'all yeah. the second fiddle. Well, I'm sorry. They're like, so it, the, for me, what I always loved about Dragon Age and learning that they based off Dragon Age off of Game of Thrones. Well, earlier novels of Game of Thrones. It's, mm-hmm. The book is no way done. So just to give y'all people a yeah. heads up. <laughs> he's not, George Martin is not finished. He's, he, he's still working on the final book. Um... And I forgot and D and D. I keep forgetting D and D and Game of Thrones. So like, especially if you do with a human novel, you can definitely see the tones of Game of Thrones in that. Like I literally, yeah. I was replaying Origins, and I'm like, holy fucking shit! I now see it after watching Game of Thrones season one, and I stopped after season one. I rewatched season one recently, and I was like, I'm good staying here. We're leaving off right here. I don't want to keep on going. 
I'm fine. When yeah. It's not, this is not mm-hmm. the talk, but, um, but it's this- just it's really interesting to see sort of the the progress of um, the Dragon Age series because you know it started out very much like the standard almost like yeah kind of like a D&D campaign mm-hmm. sort of um much more heavy focus on not really like I don't want to say like there wasn't a lot of heavy focus on the story but there's more heavy focus in investing in the characters and that's I think one of their biggest traits um that they've carried through with most of these games is making sure like their characters are good because mm-hmm. even if the story sucks like i mean it's a very basic story of dragon age origins oh there's a big evil trying to take over the world encompass the world so of course we have to stop it um but you know you had such great just i won't call them squad mates because that's more mass effect but you know like your your little buds your team um yeah um they were just they were fantastic and very realized characters and that for me was the big saving grace with dragon age 2 because i mean i still love dragon age 2 it's obviously going to be the third of my games like in third place right now just because it's i like what they attempted to do was sort of like the backwards story that you're more living an experience that's already happened but at the same time it was also still kind of very restrictive yeah and also it's just you know you didn't really know what was going on what the point of the game was like you don't really find out like who the big bad technically was until like the third arc of the game. <laughs> um and then you're like all of a sudden you're just like, "Oh, wait. Now we're in a revolution." Okay. Okay, wait. What? Shit. Where how? But I also love the fact that like you kick off this revolution and then it's like, "All right, cool. We'll see you guys later. Bye." <laughs> I always equated. Um, <laughs> I was so like, like, "Well, we burned down the keep. You guys have fun cleaning up the castle." Okay, bye. I like the fact. I like what I liked about Dragon Age 2's story was you didn't really have a big bad. Like everyone was just fucked up and morally corrupt either way, and yeah, and you saw like Orsino. He became a villain. Like he literally, he literally flipped. Yeah. Which caused everyone, it's... including his own students, like some of his students, stay with. If if you played with um a mate uh, a a warrior rogue, hawk, Bethany is the one who's like, all right, I have good mages working with me, but Orsino has these evil ones, evil motherfuckers. Like, nah, we're gonna flip and try to kill all of you. Yeah, like. I really enjoyed the fact that, like, most of the games sort of keep with a dynamic that, like, society sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so what I loved about the first Dragon Age game was, like, you literally you 
pick your character and you have a different opening for each character. Like each of those characters goes through different experiences that then bring them basically to the same conclusion. But like it's a fun little prologue that you can then like replay with all the different characters to get more like just different aspects of the world on its own and sort of society like the dwarves you could be like the rich dwarf or the fucking poor dwarf um and then i mean for elves you're still like a poor city elf or a poor dalish elf (laughs) uh, because i know the, the the dalish elf was they was connected to the clan in the Basilian forest when you go, when you go to actually mm-hmm. those health. So like they was connected yeah. to that one. Uh, I remember yeah. that one cause I was doing all the prologues just for the, just for the fucking achievements. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but it's, uh-huh. go ahead. I was going to say like, I just didn't like Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition, maybe like being a mage origins. I did not like being a mage because I felt so underpowered. Yeah, so I like as it's progressed, like things have changed. So basically now, like when I play the games um, from now, like I can either, I literally can only be a rogue or a mage because those are just the most fun ones for me to play. Like being a basic soldier is just very boring to me because so many of the video games you play now, you're like, oh, you're tough soldier oh blah 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 whatever whatever and i'm like but boring um so that's one of the things that has me very excited for this new dragon age game because for me my interpretation of the trailer they showed at the game awards just last month is that it's showing that um I think they're going to go back to like the Dragon Age Origins type beginning where you can pick your character and have a different opening. So then you're going to have like your little mini prologue and then it's going to sort of like all funnel to the same whatever event that kicks off whatever shit that you're going to have to do with Dragon Age 4 because when it talks about, you know like the hero you get the shot of like the desert turtles i'm just calling them because i don't know what they are (laughs) and then the guy steps forward but then it cuts to you know like what looks like antiva um and as much as i would love that casual um grove sitting on the rooftop to be zevran because i want him to come back i love that man so much um i don't think it's zevran i think it's giving you it's showing you the options of what choices you can be like you can pick to be maybe an antiven crow you can pick to be like some or like maybe some like higher lordling in antiva because you know with the backstories everyone gives you royalty and antiva don't live very long so like maybe you could be a royal in antiva or you could be an antiven crow sent to kill the royal in antiva um you know, you could be like an awesome pickpocket in Tevinter or some Tevinter magister slash ultis slash super 
of Dorian. Um, so, oh, did I? Mm-hmm. Shoot, can you, you, just, you hear me? I can hear you now. You just went mute okay. for a second. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think the trailer was more showing, like, they're going to give you the option. At least that's what I'm hoping. That's my hope. Um, because then it looked like um, you could also pick to be a... She looked like a Kunari. Well, I guess I shouldn't say she. I assumed it was she. But, like, the horned figure running through the woods looks like then you could be, like, a Kunari. And, like, just imagine being, like, a Kunari that's, like, fighting in Saharan. Like, because you kept hearing so much stuff about Saharan and how it's, like, this battleground between Deventer and the Kunari. So, like, just being able to pick and have, like, an origin <laughs> where you're on, like, that shit show of an island, um, I think would be, be you remember, pretty um, fascinating. At the end of uh, Trespasser, the Kunari was actually encroaching. Iron Bull, mm-hmm. Iron Bull was trying to stop that. No, yeah, like they were doing their big invasion, so that's one of the things. Like, there's so many just plot threads and loose ends that <laughs> are so gonna much. need to be answered. And it's just like before 2020, I was like, okay, come on, how many world-ending things can happen at one time? Where I'm scoffing at like, oh, we've got like this whole fucking kunari that are just like yeah we're gonna do just a casual invasion no big deal it's fine and then it's like oh then there's an elven god that's just literally like yeah i'm just gonna destroy the world to fix the mistake that i made when i first destroyed the world it's fine um so like all that shit is gonna have to be happening in dragon age 4 and i was like yeah you're gonna have to like slim that down because you can't do too many earth shattering things at once and then in 2020 you're like oh no the universe can literally have all of these earth shattering moments and at one and time let's, and let's have these moments come on let's and have these moments <laughs> so i'm not even gonna comment on that i'm just saying it's gonna be fascinating and i think they have a lot of material to really have a good opening because my issues with dragon age 2 and even dragon age inquisition is like the openings were i'm not gonna say lackluster because i mean literally dragon age 2 you're fleeing from the dark spawn that are destroying your town um but, I mean, Dragon Age 2 was a little stifling because they were literally like, yeah, you can only play a human after you had so much fun getting to know all of these different races and playing different races and characters from the first game. Um, and then even Inquisition, like, they gave you just a very boring blank slate. I'm not knocking the Inquisitor. I Inquisitor, but, like... I'm also not heavily invested in my Inquisitor. Like, I felt more invested in Hawk, because Hawk had a lot of personality. And my Inquisitor just felt... By the numbers. Yeah. Like, again, I'm saying, like, I love my character. 
that I created. I loved like the friendships and stuff, but I honestly did that more to get like more information from the characters I was talking. So like, I still love my, the first, the warden, because even though they were silent and really didn't have a voice, you still felt like their character shine through because of the amazing writing and like witty dialogue options you got in um in your you know your they, they, responses and your choices and hawk just I was, I was, I was, was saying, very well done i would say the warden does talk when you're in the middle of a fight yeah it's but it's again it's not like you're like yeah or i will lend you you're like you know like stupid stuff like that but having a wonderful conversation with alistair about licking lampposts in winter or you know if you do the human noble origin telling you know your mom about how your dog is like going crazy because it slaughtered people in the kitchen or there was like rats in the kitchen that yeah. slaughtered people i don't it's just funny wacky off the wall dialogue choices and which were i think one amazing yeah and i think one plot hole it's not a plot hole but it's something like everyone we we all like the different characters that we got to play in in these dragon these now past through dragon age games it still comes back to the first one everyone wants to know what happens to their warden like you given yeah essentially they're given we're given this rando basic basic shit like oh they're off somewhere like we get to see all these people hell we get to see yeah technically our hawk come back mm-hmm. and like we... and you get like a little like random letter from your warden that's like oh hey Liliana what's up yeah I'm just off in the wilds here looking for a cure for the warden joining or whatever yeah. or if thanks you... here's a locket yeah. or if you bring <laughs> uh, if you make Liliana the um shit what's the i keep forgetting the name the divine yeah the divine then you find out oh your warden is there but they secretly come in and out her chamber like so they're fucking on the side like he like they literally come back to be her quote unquote their uh, liliana's quote unquote guard but we know they're fucking like come on It's, yeah, so I'm really hoping with the next game that they actually do bring back the Warden. Because just imagine how amazing that would be for you as a player. You are playing your new character. Um, And then, obviously, like, find out whatever world-ending, excuse me, thing that, like, draws you in have to come up with these battle plans, meet up with some cool friends, make new people, like, meet new peeps, make new friends. Um, but then when you come up with this battle plan, like, you are standing across the table, and there's your warden, your hawk, and your inquisitor that are all, like, we're here to help. And I would be like, yes. Like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Give me this. Give me this. Like, I want that. And I want it. Here's a callback. I need it. <laughs> Here's a callback for Mass Effect. Have Mel or um, Mark Mir and Jennifer Hill come back to voice your wardens. 
No. Why not? That would be a cool point. Look, they, Mark Mir and Jennifer Hill already voiced <clears throat> different characters within Dragon Age already. Just let no, them I know. be your warden. No. Because no. by this point, our warden will Don't be... Don't cross the streams. Let's Don't cross, cross the streams. We're crossing the streams. No. We're crossing the streams. Because number one, I am already keeping my fingers crossed that they are going to bring back Krem and make him romanceable so that I could be like, I here's, am romancing Jennifer Hale since Jennifer Hale voiced Krem. The thing, though, what you, like, what give me that. Notice, Jennifer Hale voiced three different characters in Inquisition and nobody doesn't even notice. You, she can literally, and she's that good of a voice actor. She can voice two different. No, I know she's, I know she's amazing. I've loved her the forever. Fun. Double the fun of Jennifer Hill. Come on, double but I'm just fun. saying, no. Like I understand where you're coming from, and I do like it, but no, I'm just. I think it should just be. Smother. I'm not giving my random I'm not people my like. Word. I'm not giving my warden to rando people. Give me people who's all in-house. Give me... Like, no, no. I don't want no rando... But that's the voice. thing. No, but that's the thing. Like, voice actors are so amazing. They've grown and they've become, like... Celebrities, in a way. Yeah, but, I mean, they're still very much, like, unknown. And I'm... I still prefer, like, to give like unknowns the chance because now you know look at every fucking disney movie that comes out now and you're like oh look at all these famous people that have never done voice acting and they are doing all of these animated movies like no like give them to the voice actors people they are the professionals in voice acting like there's exceptions um, there's voice actors who has crossed the stream as well no i know but i'm just saying like um, like what's her name? Like they do a good job with um splitting things up and making things better. Like, um what was her name? Was it Trainer from Mass Effect 3? She then went on to do the Inquisitor. She's like the main Inquisitor female voice. Um oh, make, uh, who, uh, um specialist trainer. Yeah. She did the voice of the Inquisitor. Um the awesome lady that voiced the female Torian in the Mass Effect 3 um God, what was her name? Um, I keep wanting to say Vetra. It wasn't because that was Andromeda. Exactly. Um, but it was the uh, Omega DLC from Mass Effect 3. And she was the female Torian. That was the leader of the Talons. I, I love how I can remember all of that. But I can't remember this freaking character's name. But anyway, her and um, Arya had a little little fling yeah. but she then ended up being the voice actress for like the other female inquisitor um and she was uh, let me do awesome a, too let me do a slight tangent like zevrin did the guy that did the voice actor for zevrin was one of the actors for the uh male inquisitor so like literally can't remember their names but i love them <laughs> let me do a slight tangent um, we're in the middle of a pandemic still, and I'm recording from home. Benita's recording from home. Hell, she's recording from Denver. I'm in California. Um, woo woo. I unfortunately have siblings who are all home on a Saturday. So I, there's no way for me to tell them to shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so if you hear any background noise. Okay. Siblings. All right. 
for all you audio listeners, I apologize. <clears throat> and when we get to July, I apologize again because fireworks are going to be a popping from May to October. Ugh. I hate fireworks. <laughs> and now back to who should be playing who. We left, we ended off on Severin. <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, I don't care, honestly. I don't care who they get. I don't think it should be Mark Mayer, Jennifer Hale, just for my personal opinion. Um, Mark Mayer is great, though. He does an amazing Forcha and, of course, awesome Volus. Um, he's just, he's amazing, and he has great little D&D campaigns and shit. He's a fun guy. I just think, I don't know. Matt Mercer. Let's go all in. Matt Mercer. Oh, God, why do I know that name? Why am I... Critical Role? McCree? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and here's the kick thing. He's also in um, some Bioware games, and he's in Dragon Age as some other characters, so that's in-house as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, but this... That could be good, as long as we just don't have... And I mean... <sighs> I I need to clarify that I do love Jessica Chobot, but I fucking hated her in Mass Effect 3. I literally only picked up that stupid reporter one time. I think and then sorry, go ahead. Stop. Like I played through that whole game with that annoying at fucking Diana. Is that her name? Allers. Allers? Yes. And then ever since, anytime I replayed it, I just ignored the fuck out of her because she was fucking annoying and Jessica Chobot did not do a good job. And that's not really on her, like, but she's not, again, she's not a voice actress. So, like, voice acting is different than regular acting or even just, like, newscasting, which is, like, kind of more Jessica Chobot strength. Like, again, I love her, so... Please don't hate me. <laughs> Her character was just not well written, it, not well acted, yeah. and they made her wear those stupid dresses that I fucking hated. You are you in a safe space because we I, I forgot what episode I don't think it was here, but we talked about that was a point in time where Jessica Chobot was still she's still very popular, but she's not in. And I hate to say it, she's not in the lexicon of gaming anymore as much as she used to. She used to be. Mm, yeah. Like, is she on the Nerdist yet? Right? She's with Nerdist now. Yeah, she's more. Is she's, she still with Nerdist? Yeah, she's more of a producer okay. than she is on-screen host. Okay. Um, like I think the biggest thing she did was during the pandemic, they asked her to come back to host with Greg Miller. The um, I think the I forgot what game award indie game award show. That was about it. Like she gets, okay. she gets recognized here and there, and she still gets put. Um, and I think she's probably working with Blair Herder, which is technically her husband, um, mm -hmm. for G four. Because he even he they said, are a super adorable couple. He I'm even never... said if it wasn't for G four, I would have never met my wife. And I was like, that's right. Mm hmm. I was like, oh G four, and they're coming Let's back. Pour one out. Are they? Yeah, you. They have a YouTube channel again. Like they Adam Sluss literally said. He said, we're now 
I'm paraphrasing Adam Sussel, but he literally said, we had people working, we worked for, who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. He said, we have YouTube, we have Red, at the time when G4 was still around, all this was coming up. He said, G4 could have thrived in this atmosphere, but they wasted mm-hmm. it. And he was like, we now, in this, you know, we now, he said, we're finally, he said, and he said, now it took a pandemic to get everyone back. And we said, now we're using social media like G4 should be using social media. We're using YouTube, Reddit, and there's all these things. And he was like, and he said, if you really sit and think about it, if it wasn't for Blair doing this, you wouldn't get Kevin Pereira or Olivia Munn back. Yeah. So he was like, or me and Morgan Webb. <laughs> so he was like, interesting. Said, we're all back. They even brought Kristen Holt. They did a little one-hour special. They got Kristen Holt to come back. Wow. And here's a here's the funny the thing. Did I miss? See, that's the problem with like it's on YouTube. Living through history is like you miss like all the random shit, like the random normal news, which usually like in geek, like huge world. Oh my god, G four is coming back, guys! And you're like, yeah, but then you're just like, oh, there's a deadly pandemic. Oh, we might be going to World War Three. Oh, the planet's on fire. So you miss all this, like, yeah, the fun news. And then what's great about G four coming back? Adam Sussler can be Adam Sussler. Hmm. Like the 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 curse you out. They'll tell you how much of a game sucks. Adam Sussler. We get him back. We don't get that yeah. the the Adam Sessler who has to literally have to talk to lawyers and have to reword his words. Now he can literally go in on anything he wants. Thank you, yeah. Blair Herder. Literally, this okay. gets towards Blair Herder. Thank you for giving us that Adam Sessler. So, um, anyway, <laughs> to pivot back, as long as we don't have any more. Uh... "Quote unquote celebrity science like Mass Effect three. Yvonne Shavasky, she was in two, and then she came back to three, but her role was reduced in three. Yeah, it's almost like Bioware was like, "Hey, maybe you should just focus on your old companions from Mass Effect one and forget all about those new companions and friends you made in Mass Effect." I think what they was doing, they was making sure. You can definitely tell they was trying not to make Mass Effect and Dragon Age the same games. Hence why um, Shepard was the main character in every single game. And there was a... <laughs> Excuse me. Gesundheit. Thank you. And hence why we had different characters in technically in the Dragon Age series. And I think the only big celebrity, quote unquote, big celebrity is Freddie Prinze Jr., and he like he i think is a much better voice actor than he is a a regular actor but i mean also like the last time he did any big acting was obviously when he was still like in his 20s in the early 2000s but like give him give him like the geeky shit because he is such a geek and it's so freaking adorable um he oh god i don't know if you ever watched the show psych one of my favorite shows come on um, and son. he uh, his little character what was his character he was like the oh, the butch nerd that was like trying to play off butch because he had a hot girlfriend and he was like super rich but he literally had like a hidden geek cave yeah um 
was the episode. Oh, I think it was, and it was I think so freaking funny. I think it was the later season. I think it was like season seven. Yeah. He was great in that, but like he has been amazing in Star Wars, in freaking Mass Effect, Dragon Age, like, oh, just he is awesome, and I love him, and he's definitely found his his niche. He needs to stick with the the voice act. Just phenomenal at it. I know him and um, oh fuck. He's now the voice of Darth Maul. And he was Star Killer. Is he? Um not Freddie Prince Jr. Think... Not Freddie Prince Jr. Um his his yeah, now um... his, his best his best now his best of best friends. Um he was Star Killer. Yeah. And he was in that horrible days gone. Um yeah, and then he was in the American version of um Oh, what was that called? show it was like what was it called it was like room you like they were roommates but it, like one was a ghost Being one human. was a werewolf there you go thank you he was in the american bird sam Whitweer. there yep, we go pulled it out of fucking air right there i'm trying to do don't this. know I'm how i remember to, that I'm trying to be in the scroll down and i keep on forgetting these fucking celebrities names and shit yeah if you don't know the small but no we, yeah we keep on talking about it it's Movie trivia and WWE combined in one. That's what it basically is. It sounds terrible. It's actually, it's actually good. It's actually good. Yeah, <laughs> it's trust me. It's it's a better sport than what we got. All right, like you literally have people like a Hulk Hogan esque type of person. Uh, uh, under well, actually, there's no Undertaker type of person, but these Leonard Moulton did a showdown match. And he lost because he's too much of the philosophical, more of the video essay type of thing. But huh. you know, he still held he, he held his own. And here's the thing: okay. though, everyone was so respectful to to him. They did not curse through the whole. They, because of Linda Malton, the commissioner of Smallown was like, "No cursing," because we now realizing one, we have people like Linda Malton who wants to do this, and we have kids watching this. Okay. So I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I don't want to do it because I'm like, I'm, I can, I know movies, but I'm like trying to pull. We we literally had trouble pulling Sam Whitworth. So, um, ooh, Sam Whitworth can definitely be a dragonish character if if he like dabbled into it. Yeah, he could. He plays villains very well, though. I would really, I would rather have him play a villain than a hero. He does like the tortured anti-hero very well. Yeah. Where you can just understand looks, why he, he, he looks like one too. He does. That's true. Um, but I don't, but, I don't think he, I ever seen him play a hero ever. Yeah. At least Freddy Prince Jr. has that distinction of going back and forth, and that. Be- I mean, technically, Star Killer was a hero. <laughs> Don't. But Star you could Killer. also make, you could also make him be a fucking Zip Lord. So it's all up to you. Don't get me started on those games. Don't get me started on those games. But um, pull bring us back. Hey, <laughs> I ripped a fucking Star Destroyer out of the sky. Fuck those games. I replayed them both. Fuck them. 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, so oh. from one galaxy far away to uh, another one very close by. Um, but piggyback on your the warden thing, I w- really would love to see that. Like, I want to see all of it, all of our characters from these past games come back. Like, they need to be consistent, and that's one. That's another thing. Like, we we talked about. Yeah. Like, the inquis if you, this is also a sp- like inquisition been out especially trespasser been out trespasser that's probably why i said 2017 because that was the final dlc was trespasser or technically expansion mm-hmm. for some people yeah but it was 2015 that's fine 2015 yeah, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i got you um the they literally had five years to make this game that's fine yeah. it's fine um the inquisitor loses an arm like well spoiler alert for a five-year dlc <laughs> yeah. like looking from the elbow <laughs> elbow down he loses that yeah. arm or they lose that arm um and it's like holy shit and and technically up until that point i haven't played a western rpg where something that drastic will happen to the main your care your player character yeah and i'm like oh you made him a cripple Oh, um, part of me had really wished like they would have done a continuation with the Inquisitor's story because it is um, just so closely tied with Solus as a as a character. So it would have been one so great to at least showcase that. Yeah, maybe I lost an arm, but it doesn't mean I'm like. Like, I am crippled. Like, I can still do things. I can still save the freaking world. I can still kick ass. Like, you know, kind of have that good representation. Because there's plenty of people that live long, happy lives with missing limbs. Like, it's Uh, fine. um, Um, uh, Me and Mauricio had this discussion about the Inquisitor. Like, what if because this is like way before we now got the trailer for Dragon Age 4 we was like what we, we could do with the Inquisitor and I was like if they're a mage I think it would be more easier for them because they can con- in a way because of their power set a mage power set they can technically conjure a hand like they can bring bring back a lost limb in a way and I was like we like, we yeah. pull it from different like, like we was like breaking down like their uh, mage attacks um, you literally could make like any like if you're a rogue i mean you can still stab people with one hand but you can also like have a prosthetic limb that maybe holds your bow like you can then learn to shoot uh with your other hand like whichever hand stomp like which whatever that's um but, we, but and, like and we actually pulled that because in the epilogue if your character is a rogue and they are traveling around when they're with sarah Sarah affixed the Inquisitor with a something that was on. They even showed it. It's attached to their um their on their stump, and they're able to like shoot um rope and to swing around with Sarah and everything. Oh yeah, and I mean like if you're a warrior, literally that could be your shield arm again with an attachment like prosthetic limb. Um, and then yeah, even a mage like you can still cast with like maybe you'll have a shorter staff maybe your staff won't be 
as long. Like, you could literally do a wand, because there's so many universes that have magic wands. Um, but, I mean, there's there literally endless, so many options you could do to continue and have your Inquisitor fight. But I think, you know, the standard thing all Dragon Age games carry is that you do play a different character in each world. So I'm totally fine with playing a new character. I just, one, I want to see all of my previous characters in one scene. Like, I want to be able to screenshot that, frame it, <laughs> have, like, I'm like, these are all my peeps! Um, but number two, I also can't wait to see what does happen with the Inquisitor, because for me personally, um, I never let Morgan drink from the well because she was doing that basic white bitch thing where she's like mansplaining. Because I love playing as elves, so like I would mostly play as like an elf um, or a, a Kunari in Inquisition. Um, and Morgan just always really pissed me off in Inquisition. She was always very hoity-toity uh, from orgi Origins, but like. When you're playing an elf character and she is explaining the whole backstory of elves to you, I'm like, listen here, white human, don't, do not mansplain elves to me, or elf-splain. <laughs> like, do not elf-splain, and no, you do not get the secrets of my peoples. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting, because in Trespasser, um, there's a slight difference when you're going through the Alluvians. If you have drunk from the well, you can get uh, access to more places and kind of understand what the whispers are saying versus if you didn't, you wouldn't know, you know, you'd kind of get less backstory well, in history. I definitely, um, I, I, um, my first playthrough, I did let uh, Morgan do that. But then on my second playthrough and in sequential playthroughs, oh no, the Inquisitor did that. So seeing all those options that she was just describing um, in Trespasser, I was like, I am so glad that I made the Inquisitor do it. <laughs> like, but then that brings the bad thing because if you remember just back from the very end of Inquisition, um, I was about to call her Lilith, but it's a Flemeth. Um, Kate Melville. Flemeth can can control you. Um, and so since Solus basically sort of took the power of Flemeth from the end of Inquisition, he now has that power. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, what happens to my Inquisitor Ooh. because he can basically control I think I have, you. <laughs> oh, I have a thought. It, it could happen. Our character could die. Spit it out. Spit it out. I can say our character could die. I mean, that's definitely one thing I'm thinking because obviously in Inquisition, Hawk has the has the option of dying. Um, but Solus controls on, based on your choice. So it'll be interesting, yeah, to see like what happens, like if then like the Inquisitor becomes like a double agent because you know at the end of um, trespasser, like you find out he had a lot of agents. Basically, he was the one that was informing you 
with his agents of the whole Kunari invasion. But now you know he's got a lot of inside peeps. So now you're just like, okay, so since I drank from this well, and if I didn't romance him, because I didn't, because he's liar, liar, pants on fire. And he's he's a bad motherfucker. I already plan, like, I can't wait to punch him in the face and or destroy him. Um, Because he's a stupid lying egghead. If I die, Uh, I want Cassandra to avenge me. <laughs> she will just make disgusted noises until he is dead. Yeah. Um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see like yeah, that just like what they do cuz they just they have so much and I'm just so worried because having played a lot of games back to back and especially like even the Mass Effect games, they don't follow canon a lot like they do a lot of differences between canon um between each games and so i'm just i'm really worried because especially with like dragon age you have uh alistair who was your templar and he was like oh it's a templar in training i never took the lessons but he can still use templar abilities but then in the later games when you find out backstories from Colin, he's like, you only get those abilities by taking Lyrium, and Lyrium is very addicting. So it's like, okay, so was how was Alistair able to do the Templar abilities if he hadn't taken his vows and drunk the Lyrium? Yeah. Like, so it's, I mean, it's small things, but it's like it's what I've issues. always said. Fans fans are always going to know the property more than the creators. Like, the creators don't spend thousands of hours playing these games like fans do. I'm saying thousands because I feel at this point we're all just hardcore fans and we're like, yeah, no, I've literally put thousands of hours into the game. Um, so they don't know, like, the full ins and outs and the tiny details, like, we too. So I'm just like, I need you. I need you. just play all of the games through back to back while you were coming up with your ideas for these this new game because I can't have you like changing shit around. That makes no sense. It's just gonna like be, like, be consistent. Like, like seriously, be consistent. Yeah. Um... Like. One of the biggest things about consistency, like, I was so mad, uh, was in Mass Effect 3, they talk about, you know, like, the codex talks about the history of, you know, different things with Fleet. But, like, you get backstory on the Blue Suns uh, once you can pick them up from, like, Omega or whatever. Like, after helping, before the Omega DLC, when you help Arya, she's like, oh, yeah, we'll get the Blue Suns blood pack and all those guys under me. But, like, they say he the Blue Suns was created by, like, one dude, like, some completely random dude. And I'm like, you literally had a mission in Mass Effect 2 where he said the Blue Suns were created by Zaid Masani, your, your teammate, and this dude Vigo. Vito? Vigo? Vito. Vito. Can't remember. Vito. So, like, why are you changing this backstory now 
between these like you literally like you literally had a whole level dedicated to who created the blue sun in Mass Effect 2 and now you're saying it was created by a completely different rando person in Mass Effect 3 it's like just stupid shit like that that I'm like don't don't do that don't do like who like who anyway like who proofreads this shit like they don't proofread before they they write anything I know and it's I mean it's obviously easier said than done because they do like they are writing whole freaking worlds like creating these amazing fantastic universes for us to love but I'm just saying you really need like one person two people at uh, yeah two people in your writer's room that before you create the next game you literally play the previous game doing every single quest you have in that game and making notes so you make sure like you follow that shit like <laughs> just please <laughs> Please, please, please. Just like anyway, that's my that's my little rant. Hey, there's nothing wrong with having that rant. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong. Um, I just love these games so much, and I just don't want them to fuck them up. They're gonna fuck them up. <laughs> Come on, there's gonna be. I just don't want another Mass Effect three ending fiasco. <laughs> It's and that that is and that's also another worrying thing because it's like we see the trailer and then they also put out a new image um last week so the time of this recording is Saturday the ninth so technically I want to say was it Thursday we saw the image oh yeah what's his face tweeted the I'm gonna just call him an arcane rogue because yeah. that's what. I'm, I was like, holy shit! This is something we 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 seen Arcane Warriors, but Arcane Rogue is still technically new for I think yeah. for Dragon Age, and it's an elf right off the bat. I, it's, to me, I think I think it's elf because the way how the helmet is, and then they're bare, barefooted. I automatically I was like, after we had our small conversation after looking at the image, I was like, they could be the agents of Solus. Um, they could be villains, cause uh, cause the only technically the only people who wore shoes and who did not portray the human race are the dinner room elves and Sarah. Yeah, so I think yeah, looking at the image, um, I mean I don't, I guess they could be agents of Solus, or they could be more of like the. What was his name? Like the elves you met at the temple of Mythal. Abolus? Abolus? Yeah. Abolus? Yeah. Um, So yeah, they definitely could be more like him. uh, Because it kind of looks almost like they're in, like the background looks kind of like um, they're in one of like the alluvions, um, like the crossroads world that you were in in Trespasser mm-hmm. um, with the floating rocks and the trees so but I'm just I would be very excited if they did Arcane Rogue because 
again, I love playing a mage or a rogue, so <laughs> playing as both of them would be pretty amazing. Just bridging the two. Just like let's let's, let's go all yeah. in. Let's go all in. Like if this yeah. is the final game. Especially if this is the final with, game. Um, let's go let's go all in if this is the final game. See, I mean, I hope it's not because I like at least with the setup they have for Dragon Age, it literally they could do anything. Like it could be never ending. Um, they've certainly tied the world together, so you could, you know, all the Star Wars, you could literally do anything in Thetis. Like, um, so I do appreciate that each game is. A little bit different, and you get to see a little bit more of the of the world of Thetis with each iteration. I'm just I'm so excited to go to Tevinter. Like, oh, I'm just so excited. Like, I want to see what it looks like. I want to see the fashion. I want to see my beautiful bestie Dorian. I remember um, said the act, the voice, the the actor um, voices Dorian is returning. Oh. Rumors oh, speculation. He was just. I mean, you like. You literally cannot go to Tevinter without bringing him back because he went back. <laughs> but then you, like, need, you also need Freddy Prince Jr. to come back because he. Iron Bull is on the board. If he survived. <laughs> that, uh, also, that is also another another spoiler. Depending. That is, yeah. This goes back towards the core game. If you save Iron Bull's um the Chargers, Iron Bull does not betray you in the final DLC. But <laughs> if you let them die, Iron Bull will betray you and you are forced to fight him before the final fight. And that and if you romance them, it, it'll be hard for you, but it was just hard for me for making him my friend and then having him romance dorian and then me and dorian are just like hurt and then we had it was me cassandra dorian and iron bull when i when i discovered that the grunt of cassandra the 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 sound of sadness in dorian and just me going like my character i picked the angry option i'm gonna kill you like, like, fuck this. Like, you betrayed us. You, like, not only we already had people infiltrating us for who working for Solus, you are also doing, like, and you got the gall to say, you know this about me already. I don't care. I literally have never killed the Chargers because I could not kill the Chargers because I love Krem too much. I was like, so. <laughs> and here's the thing though. So he and they gave Iron me, Bull whenever I bring him, he's like, not a chance, ma'am. And I'm like, yeah, my bro. Um, we have the appearance of our third co-host, Harley Quinn the Cat. She's constantly I, I hate having to push her off my sketchbook. She you know how cats like to just rub up on everything. Like, I don't mind, <laughs> but when it's a sketchbook and she's technically ripping the paper on this she's a cat. I don't, it's like, but, yeah. like, I need this for my portfolio. I don't need you to do that. <laughs> Wrap up on my shoes. I don't care. 
I literally have shoes out that she can rub up on. I have chairs that she's she can rub on. She's trying to learn through osmosis. She is six years old. I had this cat for six years. You, you know, she knows this house now, like the back of my hand. She knows this house as well. She knows what she can rub up on or not. And she's just doing this because one, she wants attention. And when you give a cat attention, the cat will be like, "All right, I'm out." So I'm pulling the cat. I gave you attention, but you want to bounce. I'm not gonna give you no attention until I want it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Take that, Miss Harley. <laughs> Good job. But uh, yeah, I was. It was just the curious. It was like and that's why I loved about these um RPGs in general, like of uh, Dragon Age, like the different endings you can get, even though they yeah. in a way they're predetermined. But this, they're still like you don't know what you're getting in something that's predetermined, though. Yeah, I just another thing I would want from these games is a little bit more like gray choices I guess because a lot of the Bioware games they're very um, they're very binary like you can kind of clearly see like oh yeah this is the Paragon this is the Renegade like they're very easily defined good and bad choices and so i like um just with a lot of the more games that have come out even like like fallout new vegas had a lot of morally gray choices where you're like i don't know if there really is a right answer or even more recently like cd project red and the witcher game series like um Uh, since i passed it um Cyberpunk 2077 had a lot of those choices. Mm-hmm. And, I haven't played it. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. It's just, there was a lot of choices where, and the action, and here's the thing though, majority of them does give you the outcome of the game, the ending of the game, and some of them are just, this is a choice you decided to make, and it doesn't, it has no bearing to the final, final, the final part of the game. This is like, mm-hmm. This NPC's like, like literally, when they say people say, "There's no really no change into NPCs." No, there are certain NPCs that will. I will. This is not much of a spoiler, but I'm, I'm not going to give a specific mission. But there are certain NPCs where your decision, your action, cause what happens to this NPC if you get another call from yeah. them or you don't. Or no, it's mission. a lot like um in. Witcher 3, um, the first, like, main mission you have to do when you're working with the Baron, and he's, like, the Baron is, like, he's not really made to look like a good person. Oh, this guy is a dick, but, like, you also, you know, over the course of the, the missions with him, you kind of, like, get more of the backstory, and you do see, like, yeah, he is an asshole, but, like, at least he is now trying to be better because sort of realized what Dickie was but like when you go to talk to the the witches in the woods um and they're like you have to go kill this tree for us and then the tree's like I'm a good spirit and they're gonna kill those children so like if you don't kill me I'll set the children free so you're like okay 
that seems like the good decision. And so if you do that, yeah, you save those six children, but then you like doom the Baron's wife because she is um, basically murdered. Like you end up having to like murder her. <laughs> um, so then the Baron kills himself. Uh, but also like the town that was right next to the the witches is now being like not saved or protected anymore so they're fucked over but then also so is now the town that the baron was like looking out for like yeah he may have been kind of like a shit human but he at least wasn't like a dick to the people of his town and then once he kills himself the soldiers get in charge and they're just terrible so now you're like okay do i do i sacrifice six children to save these hundreds of people and then, of course, like, if you do that, the Baron comes back and helps you at the end of the game. So you're like, oh, child murder, child sacrifice is the better decision? Like, it's choices like that that I want that, like, stick with you and stay with you more than, you know, um, like. The was getting nothing but safe options in all the Dragon Age series. Yeah, like, like the only... even at like the Ma- like Mass Effect three, you're like, oh, I have to pick between the Rachni or Grunt's team, and it's like, but then you got okay, both, but you got both of them at the end of it anyway. Well, you don't like you literally have to sacrifice one or the other, but they're but Mass Effect three is trying to say that like a team of like six people is the same amount of like galaxy points or whatever the fuck that shit was. Yeah. Um. As a whole population of Rachni, which I'm like, no, I'm not doing genocide to save, like, six Krogan. I'm sorry. Like, Grunt, you're cool. You survive. Like, I don't care about your team. Um, You didn't even have names for any of these people. Why do I care about these six Krogan? Except Um, for the one Krogan that we met in Dragon Age 2, I mean, Mass Effect 2, who ends up dying in that that cave in 3. Who was married? The to Blue that... Rose of Ilium. Yeah, yes. That I but like, I literally, when I realized who it was, I was like, "No!" But that wasn't even like on his team. That was like a completely different team. Like Grunt's team was literally sent there to investigate these people, like the disappearances of the Krogan. So it's like that. Like you go through, and those guys are already dead. Like Grunt's team is still alive. And so he's like, just so you know, it's like the end of Arlat Company. And I'm like, yeah, it's six Krogan, bro. Versus an entire species. Like, no. And I mean, even in, in Dragon Age, like, choosing the Kunari over the Chargers. Like, clearly, the, dis- the best decision is the Chargers. Versus the Canari, because why would you want to align yourself with people that are like, no, sacrifice those guys. We have to hold, like, I don't trust anybody that willingly sacrifices the people doing the hard work for them. Because that's just, you're making these people do the job you don't to do, you know, like... And look, I Just because I've ways. been in the military, <laughs> like I know all the grunt work is done by 
the quote-unquote lower lower rungs in the military and so i don't like anybody that just is like casually yeah we'll just throw that division away it's fine they don't matter in the grand things and i'm like no 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 fuck those guys the charges are way better than canary anyway and i will die oh yeah so anyway long tangent uh tldr (laughs) i just want more meat i guess more meat on those bones like more lasting ramifications um more just tough choices because even in the first dragon age game like you could really kind of like find a middle ground with a lot of the missions you do like you could totally pick bad decisions like when you go to the Brecklin forest to talk to the elves and the werewolves are like no let's slaughter the elves (laughs) like instead of like being nice and coming to like a a good middle ground like it's i don't know i just sort of want like some of those more like shitty decisions where it's like you don't really know what's the good decision because like everything just seems and so you just sort of do like what you think is best and then deal with those those ramifications because i still remember like playing witcher 3 and i thought saving the kids was a good thing and then like going back through and just seeing like all the shit how miserable everybody is and i'm like okay well guess i and at that point i've already like done so many hours after that i'm like i can't reload and switch my switch my decision because you don't see the ramifications until later yeah later on down the road so i'm like okay well when i replay this i guess i sacrifice the children for soup Uh, (laughs) which is the weirdest sentence you're ever gonna say but like it's what's best for everyone um, so, 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 so there you go. The rep- That's what I want. Uh, Dragon Age Four: Sacrifice Children for Soup. Fuck them kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for expansions um, at the end of like because Awakening. Also, oh, side tangent. Well, this is still on topic. I got, yeah. um, I don't have Dragon Age Origins or 2 for the Xbox because our mutual friend, um, Oscar, um, his, well, now X, um, broke most of his game. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. I can always pick up these copies. I sent him my Dragon Age games. And then in retrospect, now looking at how mm. much these games cost now. Mm-hmm. I'm like fuck. I can't get them. I have them on. Yeah. I have them on the PlayStation, but I'm like consistency. Goddamn. And I have yeah. all the DLC, all the expansions. I'm like fucking hell. 
Well, oh well. So, Game Pass is now linked up with EA Play. So I'm like, I could play Dragon Age 2 and Origins again. I have all the DLC on my ex- on the Xbox, my Xbox account. I should be able to access them. Dragon Age server is unavailable. <gasps> you motherfuckers. What? No. Fuck you, EA. <laughs> so. The, oh, that's dumb. So the only way I can play the expansions it will now have to meet means I have to reset up my fucking PlayStation 3. Mm. And I don't want to do yeah. that. That means something has to be um taken off my damn, like, and I'm hating these new flat screens where there's like two, like two or three. Well, this flat screen I have has three HDMI ports, but still, at the end of it, you still need to choose which will have what. Yeah. But I do have an HDMI splitter, so I have my Switch and the Roku all on that one, that one splitter. But that still means I have to unhook the fucking flat screen off the fucking back of this TV stand, and then choose <laughs> what is gonna go on to the goddamn. Actually, no, I don't have to do that. I could just hook it. <laughs> no, I actually, yeah. I have to do. I can just hook it off the splitter and be like, "All right, I'll take um, Nintendo off and put the PS3 on there." But still, this is yeah. before I got this new TV. Um, right. But I'm like, that was just my slight tangent. Like the Dragon Age servers. So if you're playing Dragon Age Origins or two or hell Inquisition through EA Play, just know you can no longer access the fucking Dragon Age servers. You just now you have oh, to. That's- Stupid. You have to be reliant on what you already bought through either the Microsoft Store or the PSN Store. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> good to know. I mean, I still got my OG copies and I, the 360s, though. So. Oscars, if Jeff, if Jeff is listening to this right now, you better have those fucking copies, goddammit. <laughs> I will come to fucking New York, find you. And I, I I will ruin their tattoo business. God damn it! I that does remind me. Like it's so funny. I was trying to find my Fallout New Vegas copy, and I got like, I could not find it. Like I remember buying that. I had the collector's edition. Um, I was very excited about it, and I can't find it. So either I was a dumbass and I like traded it in, or it got mixed in and I actually traded it in or one of any of my previous roommates yanked it uh, bitch because like, um, I can't find it so I was like okay well I guess I could just look to see if I could like rebuy it somewhere that fucking bitch is like 50 bucks yeah and I don't want to tell you and I'm like Dragon Age 2 what? and Origins are all 60 to 70 dollars like what? So I'm like, maybe, maybe I can just download it from like Xbox Live or PlayStation. Um, but I was like, what yeah. the fuck? New Vegas is on Game Pass, so you can definitely play that. But okay, if you're and and, and this is also another thing that EA needs to do, like release, release the fucking games on these on these on these stores, like. Like Steam, yeah. it's, it's always been on Steam, so you can easily buy everything at once on Steam. But like Origins, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, they're not individually, digitally, they're not on these these platforms. And it's like, 
why not? You can still make... We know the Legendary Edition of the remaster is coming out in about three months for Mass Effect. Like, that's all well and good, but what about Dragon Age? Yeah. Like, I, we, um, by this point, I'm not asking for a remaster for Dragon Age. Maybe in, like, the, in the next four years, probably. But just re-release the fucking digital versions. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, do a remaster because it would make it would make sense for the with the new game with that coming out. So they can easily do a a remaster of the Dragon Age. Um, I was fought games. I was fought on this. And I want your take. Forget, forego a remaster. They have a, a pretty solid engine already. They they did for Inquisition. Remake Dragon Age Origins. It's all its expansions at Dragon Age Two and all its DLC under the engine that they use for Inquisition and Dragon Age Four. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna do that. That would cost way too much money. But they will make back that money. I don't. I think no, that they would. I I um, I think uh, this is just like I said. This is just a theory. Like um, just a, for it was a theory. If it, it will cost a lot of money, but they will make it back because you're re you're pulling off what so far Square Enix is um, Square Enix and Capcom is doing. You're taking two beloved properties, using the new game engines that you're using for these new properties. And they prove, and it's proven well if, with uh, Resident Evil Three. It, it is, it has an asterisk, like it's shorter runtime in the game. Certain aspects was cut out, and that tacked on multiplayer. So it, Resident Evil, we all know Resident Evil Three gets the asterisk. Remake, as even though it took as long as it did to come out, there has been more um, people praising it as opposed to people like bitching on it so if you do that with origins like you they don't really need to change the orchestra just keep the music <laughs> just don't fuck with the music no just but see that's the problem like origins and even dragon age 2 they were made on completely different engines so what... like having to remake it for the bullshit frostbite engine that ea keeps forcing them to use like, that's it, my biggest problem, is that EA forces them to use Frostbite. And, yeah, but there's, like, horror stories of the shit show that it was working on that. Like, creating that. Like, a lot of the creators didn't think this game was going to do that well because of, like, the background, like, the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. stuff. So what EA really needs to do is, one, invest in bioware to help them create their own engine for rpgs because that's really what they need to do is um because i mean just like just again look at andromeda and see what happens when you don't put the time and the detail into making sure the game works with the frostbite engine because 
your characters in the first Mass Effect game seem more lifelike and realistic than the characters in Andromeda. Because I went back and I was like, hmm. I was like, people are hard on too hard. There's there's a couple of things about Mass Effect I can that people feel is nitpicky, but as I feel it's on the level of Andromeda. But at least where I can say, no, they what they did to Sarah was horrible. She had the shepherd smile for Sarah. I was like, you gave Sarah Ryder the shepherd smile, but you don't give Scott Ryder the shepherd smile. But I mean, that's so like, again, like you can then compare like Andromeda to Dragon Age Inquisition and how much more realistic and intuitive they looked. But I mean, even like going back and just looking at just kind of like the interactions and seeing like the eye movements of characters in the first Mass Effect game seemed more realistic to me than whatever that bullshit was in Andromeda. I will, but I, will, I mean, like... I'd rather do what you just said. I will, I'd rather compare Inquisition to Andromeda because there was instances when you see your character, the look of anger, the the worriness that, like, a character, like, your character, one of my favorite parts, and this is why we love the writing so much because if your love interest is either Cassandra or Josephine and they're in that, or Cullen, and they're in that room with you, and you tell them, like, I'm scared. And you look on their face, and your character's face, you see the look of fear on their face, finally. And I'm like, once again, like, I don't play a lot of, I don't play a lot of RPGs, and if I do, it's always the same ones. I don't see that in a Final Fantasy. Hell, up until 2020, Final Fantasy VII was nothing but blocks. Yeah. I haven't played any other Final Fantasy game but Final Fantasy VII. So, from Final Fantasy, uh, well, Legends of the Dragoon, but Legends of the Dragoon, like, they barely had any cutscenes. So, it wasn't up until being introduced to Inquisition, I mean, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, where I see actual, like, character acting. Yeah. Like, and so when we get the Inquisition, I felt like they hit the, they, that was like, that is a damn good performance of any of the voice actors for the war, for the Inquisitor. But it's seeing that yeah. look of fear, I have ne- never, up until that point in 2014, see that look, well, 2015 for the Trespasser DLC, see um, our character emote of being scared and seeing the look on that on that face of, for, for them. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Uh, and then also something we did not mention, them mentioning the fact that they're getting older they're tired of fighting (laughs) yeah like that's the thing that I mean you saw it a little bit in like Mass Effect 3 when you you know had your interactions with like oh yeah um Garrus Garrus or um Anderson Anderson um even Caden uh unless you're dummy and Ashley, the racist bitch, whatever, it's fine. Um, but, like, I like games that show the cost of war. Because it's just, in media, it's, they easily showcase, and even in a lot of video games, like, oh, I'm just this 
amazing super soldier that like doesn't feel anything about mowing down like all of people um and i just like that they show like man war sucks (laughs) yeah it fucking sucks you're really tired like it is a you can't even say it's a full-time job because it's literally like all you fucking do (laughs) like you're just constantly exhausted you're second guessing yourself the whole time like I just want I just want more realism, I guess, especially again, like I feel like I keep harping on like the last year, but the last year has sucked. Like and that's why <laughs> that's why I'm like I'm think I'm literally I've been seriously considering jumping back into Dragon Age. Like I, I know where I stopped off in Inquisition because I'm in the middle of um the not trespasser, um the descent. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want from Bioware. Quit with these fucking difficulty spikes. Like, yeah. Jesus. That's why I stopped. Because I played it. I played Inquisition over f- five times. And then there's people who did it more. The Descent was rough. That was a rough one. That was. And and here's a glitch they have. Uh, also, here's a glitch that they, ha- they still have not fixed. And we're in 2021. When you get to the final boss, let every. If you are a mage. Specifically, if you're using Vivienne, get blown off the off the platform. There is a little invisible platform on the right hand side of the corner of the right hand side. You let everyone die. You can pick off the fucking final boss with with them um, that kid. Or if you have a, oh. or if your um, even your Inquisitor or Sarah is very high powered as an archer you can pick them off from far back oh that's funny oh my god do you remember i mean this is obviously how i played uh that scene in dragon age 2 because i uh mostly played as a a mage um or again the rogue like when you're fighting the air shock and it's just literally you running around in circles to keep the pillar between you and the air yeah. The air shock. <laughs> I, I kept on picking warrior every when I first played. Every time I played um, Dragon Age Two, I always picked the, um, a rogue, and I'm like, I'm not doing that much fucking damage. But ever since I started picking warrior, I was like, I would like, sp- I will farm the shit out of it so Hawk can be at least one or two levels higher than the Earl. Sh- would before, but by the time I do that quest line. So by the time I fight him, I'm whipping his ass, and I'm like, they really, it's unbalanced. Like, if you're a mage or a rogue, you ain't doing shit. But if you're a warrior, you can, you can still, you can get your ass, you're gonna get your ass whooped, because the difficulty, it doesn't matter if you're playing on easy or normal, you're getting fucked up. And, but the warrior can easily get through almost anything. And I'm like, that is, is so unbalanced. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And- See, I always appreciated at least the air shock fight because it makes sense that he would be... Like, for me, he was the toughest boss I fought. Like, I would rather do, like, Meredith's BS, like, stupid bullshit fight where she, like, makes the statues come to life or whatever. Like, that was a stupid boss fight. I thought that the was air shock, The air shock was a good 
boss fight because you're like this is literally the the military leader of of the canari and they're not that's like not an elected position like they basically fight their way up to that position um Um, i thought that merit of fight was epic i wish because it was the ps2 xbox 360 era i wish we got that in inquisition because because only only that because of the graphics and because you can play it Uh, even if the game is not in 4k the game looks Inquis- Inquisition looks fucking amazing in H. Like I have, I now have a TV where yeah. I, can, I can literally see like the the literal the. I have a base model PS4, everyone. Uh, but I can see the subtle difference from my last TV to this 4K TV I have, and it just upres it, upreses it, and I'm like, wow, this game. Even if it's just base model PS4, and this is a 2014 game, this game looks fucking beautiful. And I, yeah. and I was remembering the merit of fight. I was like, if we had this in Inquisition, it would feel more epic. To me, it would. This is just like a moment of time. Like, oh shit, she's bringing out more fucking enemies on the map. Yeah, well, that's what I hated about it because it's you weren't really fighting her. It was the stupid like, oh, I'm gonna come down for a little bit and then I'm gonna jump away and make you fight these statues. But oh no, I'm cool gonna though. come down a little bit, free power. Oh no, I'm gonna jump away. I thought it was like, cool because those... you see your party mates coming out of like coming out of the like, you hear them like you're here for you and you like. I only picked Bethany. I picked Bethany Barrick, and whatever other mage to come out here with me. I see you all coming out with. Oh my god! Oh my god! Come out here, Fenris. You helping me out? I'm yeah. Like, no, like, that's cool, but, like, the fight itself, I thought, was just stupid and bullshit, because I just really hate boss fights that do that, because yeah. so many people do that with boss fights, where they're just like, oh, I'm gonna, like, hit you a couple times, and then I'm gonna go hide behind the shield and repower up and oh, I, get I, myself, like, I had a- that's what I loved about, like, the Airshock fight, because you were like, it is understandable why he is like fucking max power out and you are like I am just you know one tiny little human against this fucking eight foot tall warrior god like I had an epiphany since we're talking about Dragon Age 2 now um you know that fight in the deep roads with that um it's literally the same monster but in uh, in chess and descent but it's in it's the red larium uh, monster. Mm-hmm. So all the way up until so this will be twenty or late twenty nineteen. I stopped playing Inquisition right before the new and was that what on your end? <laughs> Benita. What? <laughs> Something was going on your end, but um. So I st- I passed Dragon Age two, early twenty twenty. I stopped um, playing um, Inquisition. Well, not because of the descent, but also personal things. If you listen to past episodes, GCR, my grandmother passed around early twenty twenty, pre pandemic. So let's get that out the way. But uh, the fight with that damn monster in the deep roads, I didn't realize I could hide between those hide behind those pillars when that monster was um doing those that red lyrian monster was doing those beams. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have played Dragon Age two <laughs> since what two thousand seven. I want to say two thousand seven. Dragon Age two came out. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. and it's taken me till 2019 to realize I can hide behind those pillars when that red layer monster is shooting out those beams. I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> also, I think it was like 2011. Okay. I want to say. It, it, either way. I think the first Dragon Age came out in 2009. Either way. I anyway. felt like an idiot. I'm like, if you do not move, young lady, seriously. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That's the thing that I love about these games is, you know, you find stupid secrets like that. Like, you find hidden little details that you missed. And that's kind of another reason why they it's they're so replayable. Like, even though... It's the same story. You're just like, I can still find new secrets. I can still find new details. I can find, like, easier ways to beat this boss. Like, They're like, I got the tra- I got the Traveler trophy, finally. Emergence. Nice. And it only took me, what, 10 years to finally get it? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Where did I go? I don't even remember where I went in Origins to finally yeah. get the trophy. I was like, whatever. I got the trophy. <laughs> Let's keep going. I was like, my brother's like, yeah, you got the trophy. I was like, how did you do it? I don't know. Because he doesn't still hasn't have it. Uh, I was like, no wonder why that trophy achievement is so fucking low on or in, on Xbox and PlayStation. Barely anyone got it. Oh, that reminds me. Like, we were so close to having an uh, Avar origin in the Dragon Age Origins. Like Oh really? We were supposed to have the Avar? Yeah. They had it um like written up and everything and I can't remember why it didn't get cut. I think they were just like either they didn't have time or it was like getting too convoluted, but yeah, they would have had um an Avar uh origin story for you, which I think would have been fascinating. And I'm kind of hoping they do that at least for Inquisition, because the Avar just like, or yeah, Dragon Age Four. Sorry, um, I think they're just they're a fascinating race. I guess I don't know if they would count as race, maybe culture. <laughs> but I think needs more. We need more from them because the little bits we saw in uh, Inquisition were just pretty great. And, and I mean, that, I'm all for anybody that throws goats on the side of buildings. So and that um, that DLC. Oh, I forgot. Oh, it was Trespasser to the Descent, and uh, what was the third one? The Jaws of Hakon. Yeah. Um. Those are they were technically Avars, but Avar adjacent. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my God! And then you got to see the first Inquisitor with that. Ugh. And it was elf. It was so a that dreamy was cool. elf. That was cool. That was cool. Um, yeah. Damn. You know what? I'm with you. I want to have someone that's per- on the perspective because the two articles we didn't go, we, we did talk about um, the elf. Uh, well, who could potentially be an elf? But the protagonist, yeah. um, to end us, let's end this off because <laughs> we're not yeah. at the hour 40 mark. Um, oh my God. The protagonist. But like, it. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, the protagonist. I hope, like you, they go back to like Origins and what Inquisition was trying to do. Different character races, first off. So, like, 
if we're doing if it's human i expect the human to be more varied than everyone else because if we're since we're going to be into venture the option should be if it's a mage what type of mage are they if they're if but if they're human are they slaves are they indentured servants or are they just a petty thief or if are, yeah are they are avar or are they noble see like it should be and more varied. what yeah so that's what i would really love with the next dragon age game is as long as we get like the chance to have those different i'm just gonna keep calling it a prologue because that's sort of what it feels you know the different intros prologue whatever um but i think the avar would just be more fascinating to touch base with because to me it feels like they're more in tune with what like the like with what solas said because you know he's the one that always talked about how like spirits uh aren't inherently bad like they're not demons you know like they just manifest as certain things and you know you can be friends with them and they're not like yeah they're not inherently evil and he was always so pissed that the dalish seemed to kind of forget that but the avar haven't the avar are the ones that think like the spirits are like the gods and like you know there's the lady in the skies for them but like they sort of have more of like that like elfish or soulless mentality that you know like the spirits are our friends and more to be revered than feared um so i think it would just be fascinating to get more of their backstory and see like how that plays out more with with solace as well where he's just like oh yeah i'm gonna destroy the world and then, and then your avar could just be like lady of the skies doesn't like that idea yeah. like, we don't she thinks you're stupid ache man and the, the amount of people who just fell in love with Solus, like, come on. Those people need therapy because they're the type of people that think that, like, they can fix a man. They're like, oh, no, he just needs some love and he'll be right as rain and I can fix him. I can make him better. And it's like, bitch, you cannot. No. He's a terrible person that wants to commit genocide. Please stop. Yeah. Please, 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 like. Take the rose-colored glasses off, people. Ugh, no. Like, I remember when the first game first came out and they were, you know, talking about, like, who was doing the voice and, um, Gareth, Gareth David Lloyd, I think, Gareth, the voice actor for Solus. like. I, I was, I was actually going to mention him because I was like, Torchwood actor. <laughs> so excited because I was like, motherfucking Yanto. Oh my God. And I love him. The fact that he's and then I'm him. like, I'm just, oh, I don't like you. No, 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 no. No. But hey, no. let's take Solace. That he's back. <laughs> ah! <gasps> oh. Okay, Iron Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that would be the end of the Giant Gaja of a Robot, our Dragon Age special. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us in uh, our uh, sweaty tangents. <laughs> it was good tangents. I mean, come on. 
it's, it's it we're bringing you back to the podcast in full so i mean we, we can't we can't be serious all the time I mean, come on for the, for, the I... first, for the first 10 minutes of this episode we was literally alec baldwin and um sherry O'Taylor. i hope i hope you enjoyed these sweaty balls moist <laughs> <laughs> but seriously thank you people for listening please uh hit us up with any questions if you want to discuss go on your own little tangents with us about dragon age because i'm here for it yeah, can... i could talk about this game all day every day you can find me on twitter simply at desi is dead i'm clumsy baker um, we'll put that in the links in the description. Um, once again, you can listen to this on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, coming soon to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm not going to say I'll press on, we'll probably press on with purpose because no one's not doing that shit in the first 10 days of this fucking year. Just try to stay safe. Social, keep socially distant, stay safe. And if you, yep. and if you're in California, just stay away from people all in general. Cause we now have a new strain of COVID. Yeah, just um, be safe, be smart, and... Stay home, play Dragon Age. Yeah, just keep your distance, and if you can, but yeah. just don't, don't fuck shit up, okay? Yeah. Bye. Take care. Bye.